move. I'll Kentucky. come attend and watch. But <laughs> all right, yeah. I would love to see the the showdown. <laughs> I'm t- but I'm not touching a controller. Uh, hey, oh, we hey, are we get ready to do a, a podcast now? <laughs> okay, sorry. I, thought we were I didn't even know first. that was a thing. Welcome everybody to another episode of Bottom of the Bill. We got Brian Lester on the podcast today. Brian, thank you so much for being here, man. Welcome, dude. Um, so, little brief bio on Brian here. Uh, Brian is a drummer and the factory manager at Vinyl Pressing Plant in Mayport called VPR, VRP, sorry, VRP. Uh, VRP works with artists all over to not just press their music uh, to vinyl, but to create some truly amazing artwork in the process. You also play with, uh, what did you write here, Gene? Bobby Kid? Bobby Kid? Bobby Kid. Bobby Kid and Growth Sport. Growth Sport. Spurts. Yeah, that one's good. You know, Lord. yeah. This this is this is this is Gene's fault. He's Dude, got worse handwriting I than I do. Probably. Sent Gene, a terrible bio. Like I wrote it last <laughs> night at like eleven, and it was. I was just like, okay, I'll shit something out real quick, and then send it to him. But I do play uh, in a lot of bands. Uh, I haven't really done Gross Spurt in a while, but uh, it is on the back burner. Okay. Um, but yeah, I play with a band called Teal Peel, a band called Bobby Kid. Um, I've tracked with, uh, do you know Matilda Band? I don't think so. Uh, they go by, uh, uh, Leo-san. Okay. And then, uh, Laney Tripp, Jacob Cummings. I used to play with Jack a lot. Okay. Um, just a couple local bands and that kind of stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. Um, and you're also a car enthusiast. Big, big car enthusiast, big mechanical guy. You've written songs about cars? Yeah. <laughs> That's what Gene yes. told me, and he wanted me to talk to you about yes, it. Yes, I will. I'll tell, tell you all about it. Um, so before we get into this episode, I just want to thank Manifest Distillery for uh, giving us a couple of bottles of their bourbon and their rye whiskey, which I'm drinking here, which we're all drinking here tonight. It's in my... It's in his IPA. <laughs> I put it in here. Yeah. <laughs> whiskey in a can. That's a good new marketing point. Yeah. yeah. If, you're, if you're listening, Manifest, for sure. Um, so thank you, Manifest, for that. We really appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, thanks a ton. Um, and I will say that as botched as that intro was, it still crushes what you did last week. I did that on purpose as an artistic oh. endeavor. I think that yeah. you started off. Like a joke. I, I think that you. I think that it got to that point, but I think you didn't start that way. No, I, I was a little bit nervous. You're making lemons. Out of, uh, you're making lemonade out of lemons. I think. Yeah, when life hands it to you, that you, well, you got no other choice, I suppose. But I just wanted to, a weird to, way to say that. I just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to, to do a brief flashback to that before we moved on. Okay. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> all right. So, Brian, uh, give us a bit of your background. Where are you from? Uh, I'm, I was born in Nashville. Um, moved to Jacksonville after that. Back to Colorado for a little bit. Or not back, but went, moved to Colorado for a little bit. And then I've been Jack since I was like six years old. So, pretty much Jacksonville most of my life. Okay, yeah. cool. And what's kind of been the trajectory of your music career here? Dude, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like, I started playing in church when I was young. Uh, I played at a celebration church uh, until I was like 18 years old. Um, and then uh, went to DA in high school, just did that for a little while, and then went to UNF for two semesters, decided college was not for me, and left and had like no idea what I was going to do, kind of thing. Um, so I kind of like bounced around. I played, you know, I, I did like music for about a year, supported myself just barely, and then was just like, you know, I got to find something else. I've always liked cars. Let me 
work at like a tire shop. And I did. I did it for like six months to a year. Found that I loved the work, but I didn't enjoy the company too much. And I was just like, you know, I, I don't know what to do kind of thing. Like didn't really, I was playing in some local bands, like, and that was pretty much it. And I was just kind of pushing my focus on that and paying my bills with car stuff. And then I found actually Luke, uh, who we know through, uh, we both worked at Guitar Center for a little bit. Right. And um, he was like, hey, there's a, a vinyl record pressing plant that's hiring a packing person. They need somebody who's like specialized in shipping and that kind of stuff. And I had that experience from Guitar Center. And I was like, you know, you, sh- you should reach out. These guys are cool. And so I started working there. About six months in, I was in pressing records and... Then about six months later, like all the original staff was gone, pretty much. Um, I was there with like two guys um, who were originally there as like packing and pressing people. And then they eventually left. And then it was like, I'm like operating the company now. And wow. it was like a year into that, that I was like, I didn't know I was going to be here. Like it was kind of surreal at that point where I was like, this is something that I didn't even know I wanted to do kind of thing, but it, it combines that musical like aspect and the mechanical aspect, which I feel like is impossible. Yeah, I know. That's like, I think the only trade that is possible. Literally like, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Right. And then it kind of like fell in my lap and I was like, Oh, this is cool. I'm around cool people who I'm like minded with. And like, I still get to like turn a wrench every day. And I'm listening to music and I have to like use my ears every day and it's cool. Like it's not what I was expecting to be doing at this time of my life. I expected to be on like tours, just like touring constantly at this point, but like I'm really enjoying it and it's, it's like, like expanding my life a little bit there. So yeah, you that's know. like the only person who's like actually physically making music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Te- technically, I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what, so, um, were vinyls and records a good thing when you were growing up like in your, in your household or anything? It just, you just kind of <laughs> fell into that. Yeah. I don't own a record player now. No, my, you, my, don't. you can't say that. <laughs> I like records. Um, and I, I, my record player broke and I've just been like, oh. I listen to records every day. So okay. Like, whatever. But, I'll get another record player soon. Um, but no, I didn't grow up with like records in my house. My dad is a musician and he um, was an engineer in New York for a little bit when like before I was born, moved to Nashville and was doing engineering there and but like wasn't getting quite the work he was doing in New York and uh, then like went into IT, but he just kind of like pushed it on me my whole life. He was like, you're going to be a musician. I was like, hell yeah, I want to play guitar. He's like, no, I play guitar. You have to play something else. (laughs) (laughs) You know, kind of thing. Um, Yeah, like in your bio, you said that uh, you were inspired slash forced by your dad to play an instrument. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I told him so many times, I don't want to play. I don't want to do this. And he just kept on pushing me. And it's like, I think he just kind of saw like, hey, you're you're good, like kind of good at this, you know, naturally. Because like, I've been terrible at practicing my whole life. Like, I don't practice. Like, I, I don't do that because I hate it. I, I like playing, like, with people. And that's, like, been the fuel the whole time. Uh, but, like, he was the guy that was, like, forcing me to practice. And, like, was like, this is your chores. Like, you got to do this. Right. Like, um, 
and I'm grateful for it. Like he made me play in church when I was like 10, you know, <laughs> like playing on the stage with everyone. And what kind of, what kind of stuff were you guys doing? Like what, what kind of gospel stuff were you doing? It was like, like mega church, just like very basic music. Very okay. like, like Chris Tomlin, like Chris Tomlin, yeah. like Hillsong, you know, like that yeah, vibe, right, you know, yeah. like I, I, I hate the music now, like totally, but it made me an amazing, like, you know, uh, I don't know. It made me like good on stage. Like it made me work well with other musicians and I'm grateful for it in, in that aspect. You totally, know? totally. So, when do you think that music became like, like in your mind, when, when did it become like, oh, this is what I want to do? Like when did you, that, that passion hit you to like pursue it? You know, I, I would love to say that like I was young and I was like, this is it. Like I want to do this. And I, I did have that for like moments. Where I'm like, I'm gonna do music, but I, I feel like I never really, I still don't know what I want to do in my life. Like, yeah. Uh, but like, music is a huge part of it, and I think whatever I end up doing, I end up enjoying it in the moment, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, no, I just have always known it's got to be a part of my life till the end, you know, in some degree. So for sure, yeah, for sure. What kind of stuff were you guys listening to growing up outside of like the gospel thing? Um, like my mom, like I, I was very like shielded as a child. Like I wasn't allowed to like, you know, I couldn't watch Fairly Odd Parents. Like I couldn't watch like it's a lot of things. Wow. Yes. <laughs> so, um, but my dad was like, "Hey, you got to bump this though." Like music wise, like that was the only aspect of my life that was uncensored. Like he was like, "Yeah, I know it says this kind of bad stuff in it, like, but like you should." still like mom's gonna get mad but like when she like leaves the house you should put this record on kind of thing <laughs> you know um and you know my mom came around to it later but like i remember like listening to like like driving my dad's jeep when i was like 10 and him like putting on warren g and nate dog nice. and like <laughs> okay just being like you have to listen to this record it's amazing and i i loved it as a kid even though it was like literally talking about just like picking up hookers and like, yeah. you know, and just literally just like stuff that I had never been exposed to ever, but the music just slapped so hard that I was like, you know, I got to get into this kind of stuff. And like, you know, that's a, that's only one example. Like he's a big rock guy in a lot of aspects, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just, they, they exposed me to music fully. So it was that that's why it's been so big is because it feels like it's just like a part that is not uh limited in any aspect so, right yeah. right and what about um going to unf so you you said you did you you studied jazz at unf yeah was that like something that you were exposed to growing up or that was just a program that was available to you i mean like my mom liked jazz but it was like very basic jazz and like i started playing jazz because what the drummer was doing was insane Right. You know, I was like, I want to know how to do that. Like, I didn't really listen to the music and when, you know, growing up. And then when I got into DA, like, I kind of, like, dove into all of that. And, um, you know, I was, like, really confused at the end of high school. Didn't really know what I wanted to do. And my parents were like, you got to go to college. You got to go to college. So I was like, okay, I'm going to college. And so I loved the music side of it. It was amazing. It felt like an extension of DA on like a different level um and 
yeah, I studied with Danny Gottlieb there, and he's oh, yeah. like the most incredible drummer ever. Like stuff I'd see him do with his hands were just like inconceivable to me. Like, um, and yeah, but the other parts of it was like, you know, I tested into music theory three, and they were like, well, no freshman is allowed to be past like two or something like that. So I got put into two, just felt miserable. It was like an 8 a.m. class, yeah, you know. I don't know why they had to do it so early. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And I was just like, I kind of know a lot of these things. And I was testing well and like ended up flunking the class because I wasn't showing up to class. Um, understandable. Yeah. You know, I didn't show up to class. Day, <laughs> but I've also learned later in life that like uh, I'm, I'm not good at like studying in school. Um, and I've kind of figured out that I'm ADHD to a max at this point. Yeah. Um, and I brought it up with my parents one day. I was like, hey, I think I might have like ADHD. Like I've, I've been, you know, advertised to in classroom or on uh, Instagram and stuff. And I've never been good in the classroom. And, you know, like I and these things make sense to me. Like when I'm reading these symptoms, I'm like, holy shit, this is putting pieces together. And they're like. Oh yeah, like all when you were growing up, yeah, you were you were like diagnosed like eight times. Like oh they were God. like, you have to get this kid on like medication now. But my parents were like, no, that's not a real thing. It's no, it's no big deal. And I think what that sounds like negligence, but it's not. <laughs> um, well, you know, considering what those medications are, you know what I mean. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's so crazy. It's like exactly the same fucking story for me too. Yeah, I think it's a lot of creatives, yeah. man. Like I think. That's, you know, I, you know, my dad, when we, we talked about it, I first got a little mad. I was like, what do you mean? Like, you never told me this. But he was like, look, I, w I was on Ritalin when I was a kid. I have ADHD, technically. And he was like, you know, but I'm doing, you know, my brain moves a mile a minute. And, like, once you learn how to, like, harness it, yeah. almost in a way. Like, yeah. You it becomes like a superpower, but also like your worst enemy. I like how you said superpower because it's 100%. We're just X-Men, dude. We need to yeah. fucking... You're going to be left in the fucking dots. Yeah. We're evolving. <laughs> yeah. We're evolving. Yeah. Yeah, by not keeping track of thoughts or memories or just having... Anything. We don't need yeah. thoughts anymore. Yeah. We're I past thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's frustrating in so many aspects. Yeah. Like, of being an adult, it sucks. Yeah. Um, but, like, when you have to be creative... It's great. It's great. If well, you're in the right mood. If you have to take a <laughs> test, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather watch paint dry. Yeah. I, it's awful. I can't fucking take tests. It's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I've always wondered. I can't, I can't concentrate. I can't look at the fucking words on it. Like, I, I look yeah. at a word and I'm just like, what's the next word over here? And I'm like, over there. And then you're like, what were we doing? I don't know. That, that's. Yeah. Want to go ride bikes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at a piece of paper right now. Yeah. yeah, I do not know. Yeah, like, yeah. that's interesting. <laughs> thing. I, I, I've always, I've always wondered whether or not, like, I'm ADHD as well because I, I have a similar thing when I'm reading and like just like not keeping track of like my thoughts or like what I'm actually reading or just like you know. I can't read. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can, issue. but I can't. You yeah, know? Like, yeah, I feel you. Like, like my reading comprehension in high school was terrible. Like, yeah, I, I had to that, take remedial reading courses and I had to uh, take the FCAT. <laughs> Uh, your handwriting suck? Huh? Your handwriting oh, suck? Oh, it is. You, do you see Gene's handwriting right here? It's garbage. That makes it. That makes it looks like look, mine. Uh, makes this look like Billy's cursive handwriting. Okay. Which yeah. is perfect, by the way. No, yeah. my handwriting like hasn't progressed since fifth grade. Yeah, I think mine got worse from fifth grade. I would. I would say mine's like. Yeah. 
oddly spectacular. Yeah. It's very really? weird. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is there. But and here's what I'll say is that like also when it comes to being creative, uh, that's a really hard attention span for like like it's hard for me to like sit there and focus on doing it for more than like ten minutes at a time. Like practicing in general. Like practicing in general or like if, especially if I'm writing. Like practicing is a little bit easier because there's like a there's a uh like a regimen that you're that you're following, right? So it's right. like I'm gonna do this until I achieve this and I'm gonna move on to the next thing. With writing, it's not like that because with writing, it's like you don't know where this can go. Right. And that's kind of where I start to like my mind does this and does that. It becomes like very overwhelming. And I'm just like I need to ten minutes of this and I'm I'm done for right now. You know. But I'm sure you've sat down with a guitar at one point and wrote a whole song in five minutes. Yeah, when I was in high school, that used that was very much the case. Yeah, yeah like totally. the only songs I've written with that that personal project, uh, uh, Grossbert, uh, like it's only been in a like a brain blast moment like jimmy neutron style um you know like just going at it like it would just come out like and i don't play guitar i don't know what notes i'm playing i don't know like i only know shapes and right. that's that's it and um i i just put in open tunings and move one finger around um for the most part that's like awesome. that's why i don't like really advertise it that much because yeah. i'm like you know i don't play guitar I don't know. But in the moments I have written songs with it and I've been proud of it, it's only been in like where I'm playing the song and actively writing it and it's done in a five minutes. Right. But then when I sit down and spend an hour trying to write a song, it's the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So, I don't know. It doesn't come out this because it's, it's not like a natural inspiration. It's not like just right. something you're not, you haven't tapped into this thing that you're just like, that's like feed, like you haven't tapped into this well, it's just feeding you information. Like sometimes it's like you gotta sit down and do the work. To, to get it out of your head. Right. Or sometimes it's not even in your head. You just have to sit down and like force it to be there. How are right. you with like jamming with people like improv and stuff? I, I love it until I get bored. It's like, a, yeah. Um, like I, I'm really like sit down first hour to like amazing. Like, uh, you know, I don't know. And it also depends on who I'm playing with. Like I have the kind of vibe in a way, but like, yeah, I, even with people that I've been playing music with my whole life, feel super comfortable with. They come to me with a great idea. Two hours in, I'm dead. Yeah, you know, I, could, I mean, mentally. I think that's just normal anyway. Yeah, I don't think that's an ADD so thing. I think that's just a normal. It's a unless you're power. at a dead concert and it's a four-hour jam, like <laughs> yeah, you, you took some about, acid. That's about you're it. Just vibing out. We were just talking about that earlier, actually. <laughs> so, so it must. So, like, then UNF must have been like a nightmare for you, then. Yeah, I mean, like, I knew that I was not taking advantage of it the whole time. Yeah. I mean, like, I was just like, I'm not learning how I'm supposed to learn, but I don't know what that means. And I really enjoy my, like, private lessons with Danny. That's the only thing I'm, like, It's the same way, for. man. Jeez. Like, I just wanted to go there for piano. I was like, can I have just piano lessons the whole time? I was like, no. You got to learn all this stuff, too. And I'm sure it's very important. But I was like, I hated all of it except for the piano lesson, the one-hour piano lesson that you got, or right. drum lesson for you, I guess. Yeah, and and like for Danny, he's a very busy guy. He'd be like in Nashville one weekend, and we'd do like, I mean, there'd be times where I'd have two weeks with no lesson with Danny. I'm like, I'm just dying. Like, I feel like this place, I'm just doing like high school math and waking up early and eating Pop-Tarts for breakfast, <laughs> and it sucks. Um, and I'm not making any money. Can't gig because I've got too much shit on your too plate. much shit on my plate. I don't even really want to play jazz for a living. 
I just want to learn the skills that jazz brings. Right. And at some point, I just was like broke. I was just like, I, you know, I called my dad and I was like, hey, can we have lunch? I don't want to be at college anymore. He was like, yeah, I told your mom it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Um, and that was that. Yeah. And so he was like, you know, <laughs> that was it. Um, but yeah, so I left college and moved into the cheapest apartment I could find and just played music. And yeah, and I ended up hating playing the bar gigs and doing the old folks home gig at early in the morning and like teaching lessons sucked for me. Like I hated it. It's the worst. I hate doing it too. Yeah. I, well, sometimes it was amazingly rewarding, but it was only with like two students in the entire time I taught. Yeah. You got like 20 students and like two of them are cool. Yeah. The rest of it's just like, what am I doing here? I had a kid that was obsessed with Led Zeppelin. Like he was literally like six. Like the, the youngest kid I had ever taught. It's a dope six-year-old. Dude, coolest six-year-old <laughs> ever. He barely said anything. Yeah. Like he would just kind of nod his head. And that was about it. But he would just like play Led Zeppelin to a T. Like I would teach him good technique and how to read and that kind of stuff. And he was getting all that. And then he'd come back the next week. And I would, the big thing I would do at the end of every lesson was like, let's learn a song or whatever. And he just wanted to learn every single Led Zeppelin song. And he was just like crushing it. Like, he would come back and play them almost note for note. A six-year-old? Six-year-old. Where's that kid now? You know what I mean? Dude, I don't know. But, like, I ended up dropping all my students at once and was like, I'm going to work for college stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but I recommended him to somebody. and I don't know what happened. But he was incredible. That's but, awesome. Like, going yeah. there every day, I was like, or every week or whatever, it was exciting. But everything else sucks. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, it's rough, man. It ends up being like uh, babysitting most of the time, like yeah. teaching and stuff. Hundred you know? percent. Yeah, I, I know that's how it was like for me as a kid yeah. sometimes. So yeah, you know, same thing. Got to taste your own medicine, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I was like, man, I was a dick when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I, I, the fucking karma came back hard with me too because I had taught at Schroeder's for fucking two years and like Schroeder's, man, like they were just the the worst kids. I did Bach to Rock. A boxer out, yes. Boxer out over in Ponte Vedra. Yeah. yeah. Paid $16 an hour, I think. But they would only schedule 30-minute blocks, so you'd end up getting paid $8 a lesson. Yeah. Uh, yeah that was rough. I, I, got, <laughs> I mean, I'm not far away. I was at $20 an hour, and that was $10 for 30-minute lessons. Exactly the same concept. Yeah. Like, but uh, all of like, my you don't students, have a degree, so. for some reason, it was all 8-year-old girls. I just had, like, 20 of them. Yeah. yeah. Not a good look for you, Bill. Why? Just saying, for you specifically. You're the only person that can make this fucking weird. Um, what I, I, there, I, I had one student, I lived in Miami, and I, I was teaching him uh, once a week, and it was he was a good kid, but he was like hard because he didn't really care about guitar. Can't mm-hmm. imagine you teaching somebody anything. Um, and, uh, <laughs> uh, and then I, uh, so, but then we, I moved to Jacksonville, so I kind of like didn't teach him anymore, obviously. But he just wanted to learn like video game music. And then, oh, yeah. but what I was, did you say to him? You're like, no, fuck this. You're no, gonna no, learn this, I, all, this fucking blues. No, no, no. That, <laughs> 1920. Well, I was very much and you'll trying. You'll hate it. I was, I was trying to get him to do like, like learn his scales first and like practice to a metronome, you know. And he was not wanting to do that. Duh. And yeah. Then we moved. <laughs> then I moved to Jacksonville, and a friend of mine had. How me, old was he? He was like, fourteen. Oh, 15. Okay, he should have been. Older. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 was a little bit older. Uh, but then I moved to Jacksonville, and I had a friend of mine that was working at a school out by the beach. I can't remember what it's called right now. 
or even if they're still there. And I subbed for him there a couple of times. And uh, the kids didn't like know, like this one kid had been going there for like a year mm-hmm. and he's sitting there like just yanking on the guitar strings. Just like, I'm like, hey man, what did your uh, teacher for the last year teach you? And he was like, oh, I don't know. And then he started crying. There and you I was go. like, I don't want to be here. My <laughs> parents forced me to come. And I was like, all right. I feel bad for those kids. I was man. like, man, I'm sorry. Like, so why don't you tell your parents you don't want to do nope. this anymore? Right. Yeah, and that's, like, that's yeah. where my brain goes to. Yeah. And right. then after after that, like. That's I, a like, bad teacher right there. Yeah, I'm not a good teacher. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at least not for music anyways. And <laughs> then when uh, I, I like walked out, I talked to the, to, the, to the lady who owned the place. And at some point she was like, well, you know, we really want you to come on full time here. And I was like, well, I really can't do that as I'm gigging or whatever. She's like, well, well, you know, I guess you have your little gigs to do. So you can't little really. Gigs. Now, she was a very little classically gigs. trained pianist, like very like collegiate and like the whole thing. Right. So like, her like she's probably never played in a band scenario ever unless it was like an orchestra or something. So like the way that she she probably thought I was just like a complete like moron. When, right. Which when it comes to music, I kind of am. But like it's just the, the approach. It's just it's, I don't know, man. It's, just, it's, it's different weird, worlds, I feel like. Yeah. You know, like music educators are totally different from musicians. Yeah. I respect the hell out of them. Though, sure. Because I'm just like, I could never. Um, I don't have the mind for that. I don't have the, like, patience. Um, yeah, no, like, one of my worst students, she was, like, in her 30s. And she could not, like, I'd put on a metronome and just be like, okay, just, like, try to keep time with the metronome Ooh. on your leg. Just do this. I swear we did three weeks of that. Like she couldn't do it. She, I mean, like just and at the end of one of the lessons, she was just like, "Like, hey, be honest with me. Like, are we? Is this gonna like? I'm not getting much of this." And I just had to be like, "Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. But like, and that's so disappointing. <laughs> but like, music educators would be like, "No, you got this." <laughs> they'd be like you know you're gonna do this yeah and we're gonna work around exactly. whatever your brain is hindering you i was so, a, you know i was a great te- i was the best teacher at that school i had the most students and everything like that i i, I love teaching it was it's just 100 percent of my blood yeah I, yeah I i don't know why that i can just relate uh to children very well and uh have this kind of mindset of like I, i'm the kind of teacher that is just like oh you're doing a great job this is amazing god congratulations <laughs> that's, that's what i was thinking yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and yeah, just pump them up. That's yeah. what I was trying to be like, there's no way you could have done that. Yeah, no, I can't. No, there's no way. Because mm-hmm. all you would be is like, that's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, I can do that, but then I leave, and I feel like my like my soul is sucked out of my body. Right. Like, I didn't really feel like that. It takes a lot out of you. I don't, yeah, I don't know what it, what it is. I don't know. I get too many in my head with it. I didn't, I didn't quit because of all that, though. I quit because of the parents. The parents are the worst fucking part yeah. of it. Yeah. And they're just like, so why isn't my kid learning this? And I'm just like, it's because of you. You're not telling your kid to practice. Yeah. But you can't right. say that to the person who's actually paying for the kid's lesson. I mean, you can tell them that, you know. And then you get fired. Yeah. So, you know. yeah. Yeah. That's why well, I quit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's different strokes, I guess. I'm not, I'm not into it. Yeah, I was pretty yeah. good at it. Um, okay, so uh, let's go on to the bottom of the billboard. Oh, yeah. Uh, so did you get a chance to listen to the song? I did. Okay. Yes. So song for the first off, for those who don't know, bottom of the billboard is a segment that we do every week. Either Billy or myself, uh, introduces a song to, uh, that we review. Uh, if you know anything about our dynamic, typically don't agree about music at all. So it's oh. always a little bit fun. Uh, this week, my recommendation 
is uh, Colors by the Black Pumas. Um, I love this song. I think that um, the vocals are amazing. I love the bass line, just the rhythm section as a whole. It's got a very like kind of old school Motown feel to it. Um, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of that, that whole genre and, and just era. So um, I love the, the positive message and I mean the whole thing. I just, I, I love this song. It's just, you know, beautiful melody. It's just, it's all, I love it. Yeah. What do you think, Bill? So like I had always seen Black Pumas, the name like around everywhere. And for some reason, like the, the, that cover, I thought for sure it was a metal band. And that's why I never listened to this. It just <laughs> sounds like a metal band name, yeah. right? And then uh, the cover also kind of looks like, yeah, okay, so that's why I wouldn't like it. So I never even gave it a chance. Uh, I listened to uh, the song uh, today, The Colors, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Love it. You love it? I love it. Wow. It's like the first time where you show me I was so prepped for you guys to just start screaming. I know, and I'm sorry about this. I know. I I don't even have uh, negative comments about it. I thought it was great. Um, I, I love the the Rhodes uh, piano yeah. solo, yeah. piano mm -hmm. player, and everything. But uh, the, I really like the bass tone a lot, yeah. and that Motown old feel that it has yeah. the whole time through is I I had that's the first time I've ever heard of them, and the first time that I've ever listened to any song is all their music like that. Uh, it, yeah, I mean it's all kind of like that soul. That's that soul R&B thing, yeah. soulish vibe or whatever. That piano solo is like. So sloppy, yeah, in a cool, yeah, like, clean way. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it, but like, I didn't notice it until like the third time I listened to it, which was all today. Um, but like, I was like, damn, this is like so thought well thought out, yeah, but also just like kind of like you it's know, gritty. just like ah, like throwing my hands at the keyboard, kind yeah, of thing, yeah, you know? it's like, uh, like, uh, almost like you are not, I don't want to say it's from a movie, the the new Wes Anderson French Death. French dispatch movie, but it's like pretend that you meant to do it this way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's kind of what it what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah, it's got that like Billy Preston kind of feel a little bit. Yeah, it's very. I mean, that's a kind of it's you know jazz uh, kind of gospel influence where it's a lot uh, of. I was I heard blues the whole way. But. Yeah, because he knows how to play the song, but like, but if you the approach that he took to playing, you can tell. That's a very jazz. Like if you sloppy. listen to like like John Modeski play, you know, it's yeah. like the, the way he plays is very sloppy. Like he's just kind of throwing his hands out. It's a good kind of way to describe it. Yeah. But it's all very well thought out, rhythmic and intentional. Mm -hmm. uh, but just like dirty. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was just like felt like he was just like he had been drinking a little too much, playing the thing. I'm sure that's not what was happening, but like that's the feeling it gave. Like, yeah. It was just like this very cool, sloppy you know phil yeah, yeah yeah i love it like 100 percent on the billboard Dope. i can't wait to listen to it. like t i listened to it today like two hours before uh y'all came over and I was yeah like, oh my god this is great i can't wait to listen to more of this yeah i went i just kept on listening like i was like i had never heard this artist before and i was yeah. like i was really into um uh that album that the roots and john legend did together back in high school called wake up oh yeah yeah um it kind of gave me similar vibes to that, but like not as I don't know. It felt like a lot more natural and like, um, yeah, it was just cool. It's yeah, it's definitely more. It has less of the uh, the uh, like the hip hop element. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And this is much more just like a I don't know. It just brings you right back to that Motown era. I think right like, tonally, like with the bass and the drums and just the instrumentation. The way that he's singing, like all of it, you know, just it's just it's such a beautiful song. And the know? subtle organ in oh, the background, yeah. like I, I, it took me on like the second or third try, but I was like, 
little organ back there is really cool. Yeah, like, yep. e-piano kind of shines, but yep. you know. And I was gonna say, uh, uh, I really like this whole uh, kind of revival of of the soul funk thing. Like Crumbin mm -hmm. is one of my favorite bands. Like I I love that. I obviously they're like way more like indie kind of rock, but uh, yeah, I I would love it if it goes this direction. But, yeah. Uh, the the only negative comment I will say 100% is that it's so clean. It's like the cleanest of clean. It's yeah. Except for that sloppy kind of road. Yeah. Well, that's why it like, kind of put me over the edge. I was like, oh, this song slaps. It was like, it felt, you know, like very, like you said, clean up until that point. Right. It's just was like, oh. And like, I love like the, the rim shot in the beginning. Like he's kind of like, he's hitting the stick as it's going down to hit the rim. Right. Which is something that, uh, do you know John Lumpkin? Yep. Yeah, he kind of like showed me that early on, and I kind of I love that trick. And every time I hear it in a song, I'm like, "Oh, this is cool." Yeah. And like, you know, I don't know. It had a lot of just like small things that made the song cool. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I can't wait to listen to more of it. Dope. First Man, time ever. All in agreement. What'd you uh, think I was gonna say about it? Yeah, I had no it's a idea. Because you know, uh, it. I thought what I thought you were gonna say is that it was gonna be boring. I thought you were going to say that it's, it's all the same instrumentation that's been used for the last 100 years. That is true. And I thought that you were going to say that uh, um, it didn't have any, like, feeling to it. No. Because it that, that's the opposite. It's yeah, the opposite. Sure. You, but he liked a lot of uh, electronic stuff and a lot of, like, you know, uh, so that to him like is cool what, music what feeling stuff. is. Yeah. Like, feeling right. is music that's made by robots and um it's made by humans whereas uh robots. yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah so that's kind of and he thinks that like music that's like played by people is not feeling at all Never so right um and which is weird <laughs> Damn, we throw you under the bus right strange now. dynamic uh, are you a robot i in my robot he has had the same <laughs> tone of voice five fucking years well no for longer than robot? that you've only known me for that long but that's yeah. when you were built was yeah. five years ago <laughs> in my fucking mind that's when you left the factory 100 yeah. percent robot yeah i don't know it. who's a robot here but i'm no, not a robot I'm... are you sure kentucky through and through True. Yeah, i'm growing you guys don't have anything uh even internet in kentucky so don't, don't you definitely don't you can say everything you want to about me oh you should make you all... even jacksonville's bourbon is better than yours <laughs> oh my god Hold on, hold on, hold on, I love how you're you're I'm drinking it. you're drinking it out of a, a lot of beer. A maker's yeah. glass. Too. I'll sip. <laughs> All right, so it makes the bottom of the billboard. Hundred percent. Dope. I'm happy that we're on the same. So page I'm glad you liked one. it too. So That's so the good. first time. Yeah, it's the first time. Wow. Last That's a triple I, crown. My my last suggestion was a, a Dave Matthews song, and oh yeah, he shat on that one. So I've got a funny Dave Matthews story. Actually. Let's hear it. Um. My mom used to work at H&B Records back in New York. And um, these, like, group of people came in with, like, a backpack and, like, full of records. And she was a, a buyer there. So they were like, hey, can we sell you guys some records and, like, you know, do this stuff? And we have some tickets for our show tonight and all this stuff. She went to the show, loved it, bought tons of records from them. Ended up being Dave Matthews. <laughs> Um, like super early on. Really? Yeah. She says she has a backpack with their name like etched on it somewhere. And she says she thinks it's at her mom's house. And I'm like, that'd probably go for a ton of money I need now. to go find that bag. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's very cool. But like, yeah. And my dad always is like, you know, jealous of that story. That's like, an amazing story. He's a huge Dave Matthews fan. How do you feel about Dave Matthews? I don't like him. 
You don't like Thank that? No, you. no, no. Yeah. But only reason why is because every drummer that came into Guitar Center to buy drum gloves was inspired like by Dave Matthews. Amazing drummer. Yeah. But you don't need drum gloves. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Like, well, you get really sweaty hands. Yeah, I guess. Is that what drum gloves are? Well, he had like this. Lac- I don't know what they are. Sorry. They had like, <laughs> he had these lacquered sticks. Oh. So they would slip out of his hands. Um, okay. And so he got gloves. So that's what you do. You just get like no lacquer on your drumsticks. Yeah, which I would just, yeah, that's what I would do. Interesting. Yeah. Well, they're doing something right. Well, thanks for giving me another reason to not like the Dave Matthews band. I'm yeah. sorry, Dave Matthews is his, is his band. <laughs> yeah. He's, he doesn't like them because he doesn't like the way that it's spelled because it's Dave, Dave Matthews, Matthews band, band. And there's yeah. no like apostrophe S. It's not Dave Matthew. It's Dave Matthews band. But if you want to show like, <laughs> but the, there's no the at the front of it, right? There's no article, and it, there's but there it, then that makes Matthews. you sound like it's a possession, and that's the sole purpose he doesn't like them, which is really dumb. That is, uh, I've, I've never noticed that, but I, that would bug me. Yes, thank lie. you. <laughs> it bugs me for sure. But maybe that's because I'm biased against Dave Matthews. Yeah, I get it. I didn't like them for a long time either. And one of my friend, showed, this drummer that I was playing with at the time, showed me. The Big Whiskey and the Grugrux King album that came out in 2009. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I didn't know they were funky. Yeah, they are. I mean? You can't deny that. Like, yeah. their horn section's amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, all that stuff. That's the thing that's frustrating about it, is that all of it is good independently. But then, for some reason, when you put it all together... I that's the problem. Like they put yeah. it all together, and it's all at once, <laughs> and it's just like, you know... It's too much. Yeah. Hot garbage, I'll always say. A hot Amazing garbage. musicians. Well, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. No totally. one's saying that they're bad, except for the Dave Matthew. Mr. Or is Matthew? it Dave Matthews? It's Dave Matthews. Oh, okay. Put some respect well, on what, that is shit, Is his bro. last name Matthews? There or you Matthew. go. Yeah. It is Dave Matthews. I'm glad I, I got somebody on my side. I'm, <laughs> I'm now super... No, like, it's Dave Matthews. Like, because I've seen like interviews with him. It's, it's Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews. Okay. No one's last yeah. name is Matthews. Matthews. Right? Yeah. Dave Matthews. <laughs> We're all trying to put Matthews this apostrophe yes at the end of it now. Dave it's not Matthews happening. is his band. And yeah. I understand why they don't do that. Thank you. He should have. Okay. Yeah. David John David Matthews. John Good Matthews. Lord. Is, was he born in the Bible? That's his fucking name. <laughs> Johannesburg? Okay. Good for him. Oh, he's South African. Yeah, he is South That's African. It's cool. another fun fact. Is he an Emerald? I didn't know that. Uh, a mining uh, wizard, too, just like Elon Musk. Is that where Elon Musk is from? That's where. Yeah. You didn't know that? No. And I didn't know that that's either. why he's so rich and, and, and uh, had all the startup money is because his parents Here's own an emerald? Emerald, emerald mine in South Africa. Ooh, that's got a lot of weird implications, huh? No shit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, hey, he's doing, anyways, he's doing well for don't the world. Tax, so. you know, don't tax billionaires, as he's been saying for over you know, a decade. Why would you tax billionaires? It's ridiculous. Yeah, anyways. I'm um, self made. Okay. So uh, <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, VRP. Yeah, finally. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> um, what do you want to know? Uh, well, I'm curious as to, so you kind of just fell into this thing. So what have you learned about the process? Were you already kind of informed about all that stuff or? No, no, like nothing. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's like, as far as the process goes, it's, it's pretty simple, but not in a way, um, like actually melting the record and imprinting it is simple, but getting the device to imprint is not simple, but I don't really do that part portion of it. So what we are, we do like duplication. Um, okay. So whereas like a lathe cut record, um, you know, they put like a needle on a plate and 
if the song is, or if, if that side of the record is 20 minutes long, it takes 20 minutes to make that record. Or like that side of the record. You flip it over, you do another 20 minutes. Um, what we do is we'll take a metal plate that has the inscription of the grooves on it and press it into plastic. So somebody has already done that wave cutting process, put it into a piece of metal, and then we push it in the plastic. The tricky part is that since you are imprinting it onto this plastic, it the grooves have to be negative, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because you're pushing it into this plastic, and then when you pull it up, it's the opposite of whatever went in. Went in. Right. Right. It's crazy to think about what would it, what would the negative sound like? It would just sound like because it's just it's I, just a tr so like every in my time, mind I'm like yeah it's upside down music yes right but no um so like think about it so that's what it is you put you put the needle into a groove right sure 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 right and it's etching along this groove and this groove has little tiny microscopic hills and crests that this needle goes upon and it reads it. Now, what's keeping this needle from just going all over the place? Two walls. Right. Right? So those two walls are flat. Oh, that's If you right. imprinted them upside down. Yeah, exactly. So so it's like it's, you know, uh, put, putting mountains down into something, you know? Like, yeah. Oh, it's like flipping a mountain. Yeah. And say the ma mountain is perfectly symmetrical. I get it. it totally, yeah, so obviously if you put that on a record, it would sound, I would say just, a record player, it would sound awful. Yeah, it would sound terrible. Yeah, okay. Um, it, it would just be yeah the whole time because it's just a wall um and so yeah it's it's a lot of complicated shit before we get it right when i get it um i put a plate on a piece of metal um i take a piece of plastic that's been melted down put it on that metal and then i crush it with about five tons of force and then that plastic spreads over all of it as that force is going down, you're getting uh, 150 PSI of steam, which is like 400 degrees, going through this metal mold, heating it up, melting this plastic. And then it goes to, as it's still squeezing, um, it goes to uh, just water going through the system, cools it back down. And then you have the record with a lot of excess around the outside from the plastic spilling over the mold. Um, and then you cut off that excess and you got a record. And that's pretty much it. It's that makes it sound super simple, but like the whole process of putting on a record goes like um, you know, you get the stamper, uh, which is like the inscription of the grooves. You put it on the mold, you do a test pressing, you send it to the artist, make sure it sounds right. You pull all that back off, you go do other things and then eventually get back to that artist. And you have to find, like, putting on like one of those stampers on a mold, um, the way you can fuck that up and like mess up all the music is literally articles of dust. So if a piece of dust gets underneath that stamper and the mold, um, it creates a crater in the music hmm. and it'll make needles jump It'll make needles pop and make okay. them skip. Um, if you breathe on the stamper the wrong way, you scratch it. Um, if you apply too much force, too much heating, too much cooling, you can damage anything. Um, and you have to keep these things in well 
keep throughout a, you know, thousand, two thousand record run sometimes. And it's super hard to make everything just go flawlessly. But like, it was like two years of struggling there trying to figure out like, hey, what am I even doing? How does this stuff work? And now we're starting to get into a group where it's like, oh, you know, when I see this, you know, half a millimeter spec, I know exactly what's going on with the system and all this stuff. It's it's wild and it's super hard to explain. Yeah. Sounds um, awesome, man. I love all that shit so much. Yeah, it's like remedial, the work. Um, yeah. It's very button pushy, like, like uh, assembly line stuff. But when things go wrong, that's when it gets really fun. Yeah. Um, and terrible at the same time. So, so is there a difference in the quality between using like the stamp that you guys are using versus like running it through like the needle? So how does that uh, change? Yeah. So like if you're doing like a lathe cut record, it's cutting it straight into the, the grooves. Um, issues there is that as you're dragging along, you're cutting plastic. So a lot of plastic remnants can get into those grooves, but if an experienced lathe cutter is like working well, that is going to be your best product is a lathe cut record. When we do it, it's for like mass production. Right. Um, you know. Um, so, But it, it already has to go through that process before you guys can do your thing, right? Yes. So how do you work with local bands in order to get, because you guys worked with a Flip Turn, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. have you, so they already had a record that was, that went through the lathe uh, process? Yeah. So like the lathe process is different when you're making stampers for when you're making a single cut record for somebody to go play right on the record player. Um, we have a couple different, like, there's a couple steps. So there's a mother, father, and is what the industry terms are for these um, discs that come before a stamper. Um, and so basically the first one is a mother. It's like a disc that is got a metal core, um, and then they, like, go across this plastic-like it's like linoleum almost um, service, and they etch into it with like a diamond, a, a diamond as like a, a needle, um, because it's soft enough to not break it, but also hard enough to not break the needle itself. Right. Um, they go through that whole thing, and then they take that disc with the metal core and put it in a silver bath, and they make the opposite off of that one because you have to have the positive first to make the negative. Right. So they they make the positive. And then they make the negative, they duplicate that negative, and then they crimp it for our molds and like our design to mass produce. It's so hard to explain. Yeah. Like I know that may not sound like I love it, anything dude. at all. I fucking yeah, hundred um, percent. I actually had a mother made like uh, uh, years and years ago for uh, one of these places was like, Yeah, we'll we'll make you uh, one record and I was yeah. like, Yeah, and I got it, and I was like, Why is this so heavy? I yeah, didn't know it was about core. Good. Yeah, it's very heavy, and then it's like it's smooth everywhere. Yeah. almost. You know what I mean? But now I'm realizing what it is. Now that's just like that's like the the very first one that we right. ever made and only ever made. But right, and so like, yeah, I I don't know. We work with artists and labels and like all kinds of stuff. But some things are huge projects. Some things are really DIY and small. Um, but yeah, you really have to do like over a hundred records to make duplication worth it. Um, at least for most people, because at that point it's like where your margins start to change. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, I listen to a lot of music I hate 
and I listen to a lot of music I love. Um, and I get to work with a lot of cool people, so I just enjoy doing it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And how how big of a of a role would you say like the record player itself is in the sound that you're getting from what you're from what you guys are producing? Okay, this is one of my like um, my controversial opinions. Um, my my serious ones. I know that this is later on, but yeah. I'm just gonna go because I got multiple, so it's okay. Um, records don't sound good. Like in general, they do not sound better. I'll, I'll rephrase that. They are not more hi-fi. They do sound good, mm-hmm. but they are not more hi-fi. They than don't have the bass. CD. Yeah, so you have to cut a frequency frequency. God damn, a frequency range below a certain range mm-hmm. and above a certain range. Right. So you're automatically cutting out a lot of the the things you already hear. What people say when they say like, "Oh, records are the best form to listen on," I agree in that because it's warmer. Yeah. It's more pleasing to the human ear. Like there's certain frequencies we don't even hear, you know, mm-hmm. that are in music and it, it can bug us, you know. Uh, but vinyl, it kind of eliminates a lot of that. Um, I also think that the big thing with vinyl is just like having artwork to look at and like all this totally stuff. You're holding it. It's like you're actually holding the music and it's like there forever. You know what I mean? Right. It's not ones and zeros. Right. Forever. And I think like, especially with like my generation, we grew up with streaming and streaming is the coolest thing in my opinion. But um, our generation gets it more than almost some older generations because, you know, when they get something of their artists, like they can see this artwork that was originally, you know, this big on their phone and they're like, oh, I didn't notice all these details. And it's kind of like mind blowing to yeah. our generation. And that and also just like the credits, you know, the producer credits and, and the, the musician credits and like you yeah. get like all that. So it's really and an you experience. put posters inside of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hang stuff yeah. up on your wall. Man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Totally. It's so cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, like 2021 was the most sold records of all time. Right. I actually saw that. Yeah. Of that's all time. So really? Like, like even like back in the 70s? And every, oh, all wow. That's time. crazy. I think it, it has partially to do with production. There's been a lot of like vinyl record pressing machines that have come out in the last couple of years that make production, you know, faster than it was in the 70s. So interesting. But like, that's not like, that's not like boomers going out to buy records. No, no, no. <laughs> that's next generation. Us. That's yeah. Our generation. yeah. It's, it's us going out there. And I, I think it's kind of crazy. Sometimes I'll have like older guys show up to the shop to like deliver us stuff. I'm like, are you making records? (laughs) You know, like I thought those are dead, you know, whatever. And then I've had guys come in and like explain to me records. (laughs) (laughs) Like I've had guys come in and be like, you know, like the seven inches, they call them, we used to call them 45s. Oh, yeah. We still do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, I don't know. I'm not, I think that's fun more than anything. Like, I think it's really cool that the next, the older generation sees us doing this and they're like, okay, like they're still doing it. Like, yeah. and they, they get it. You know, I think it's kind of nice, you know? So my dad's a, a musician as well. And he's like very into all the newest technology, or at least he was not so much anymore, even though he wants to be. Um, mm-hmm. But w- like when records stopped becoming a thing uh, and like CD players came out and all that stuff, my dad, jumped on that bandwagon so quick yeah and has never looked back he still yeah. has his old record collection but he's like 
I can't imagine why you'd want to listen to records. Yeah. Like, why? I like, agree. It's, in some, some aspect. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. But, uh, they are so inconvenient, number one, right? Well, you got to flip yeah. and there's yeah, four flip, songs aside. Yeah. You know like that's, that's number one. Number two, yeah. I agree with you. They are, they're, they're warmer sounding. And there is a thing when people say you can hear everything. It's true. You can hear everything, right? Like you hear mm-hmm. the bass, you hear the drums, like you hear it all in the con- in that in that context. But it doesn't necessarily sound like in its place, though. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the cool part about it is that it does uh, like something about how vinyl is mastered allows you to hear different frequencies than you didn't than you heard before. Right. Uh, and sometimes it'll be like a half step off. Like sometimes it'll be like a weird temperature and like it's really cool to like kind of experience this song you've heard a million times the same exact way in a different way. And that's one of the big struggles I have with clients sometimes is like, you know, hey, in between these two songs when there's no music going on, I hear like a bunch of crackles. It's like that's (laughs) happening the entire time. Yeah. You just don't hear it. And like uh, you know, like a bunch of wild stuff. It's like, it's it's a piece of plastic. It's the same plastic that they make the McDonald's toys out of. Yeah. And we're putting music on it. Like, it's not going to be perfect, but it's cool as fuck. Yeah. And I can make it glow in the dark. I can, you know, make a bunch of crazy patterns on it. I can, like, match your artwork color and all this, like, crazy stuff. And that's the fun part about it. You know, like, don't overthink it, I think. Now, is there, is there a lot of companies that are doing that? They're, they're, like, putting artwork on the vinyl itself and, like, making it a whole thing? Or is that something you guys are kind of paving the way with? I mean, like, I don't think we're really paving the way in the vinyl industry too much. I think there's a lot of really crazy shops that do insane stuff. Like, um, we've done a couple imprinting on, like, like, we call it an art disc. So it doesn't play music, but it's got, like, artwork imprinted into the um, plastic. So if you have like a seven inch worth of music, but you want to put it on a 12 inch and then just do like the A side with all your music and then the B side just like look cool as shit with like your artwork. Super cool. Um, We can do that kind of stuff. Um, But there's like some shops that like put like holographics in the record. That's cool. And like there's some shops that like just do insane stuff. I've never done a picture disc which I think would be really cool, which is where you actually lay a picture onto the, On the vinyl. Onto the vinyl. I don't even know how that works. Did you ever go um, back to, to Nashville to go see uh, Third Man Records? Third Man? Yeah. I have the same machines he has. No shit. So I could walk in there and start pressing right away. Oh, no, but that's so cool. I would love to go one day. Yeah, um, we both too. have new built <laughs> machinery, which are um, German-based machines. Um, and there's been a lot of growing with that company. Uh, like, they came out when the vinyl boom kind of happened. And uh, we got our machines a month before Jack White did. And then Jack White definitely has gotten the royal treatment. Sure. And we <laughs> haven't. White, we, I think we have the prototype machines um, that were not even meant for production use. Um, I've kind of figured that out over the years because I've made valve assemblies from scratch because their valves just like blew up on me. And like a bunch of crazy stuff, but um, yeah, Jack White has. I always like look on his Instagram because I'll be like, "That's new," you know. Like, <laughs> you have something that they've been working on. And I think they test out a lot of stuff at that factory. So he's also got like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of like 
tube uh macintosh tube amps and not the, not just the amps macintosh? but like the like That's like the record players you know what i mean like like these old like like some of the earliest record players that were like using uh oh. uh like tubes i think oh you mean the the edison is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never even heard of that. It's yeah, they, cool. they look, it looks, it's the same concept as any sort of vinyl record, but it's just cylindrical. And so it, it you put a needle on it and it, it rolls no, instead no, no, of not, spins. Not tube like that. I'm saying like oh, tube, sorry. like actual tubes that they use like for televisions and uh-huh. amplifiers. Sorry, there's like, I was wrong. There's uh, that's well, the first, I want to know what that's about. That's too, the yeah. that's the first that's the first uh, uh, style of recorded um, uh, music is because Edison uh, invented the phonograph. Um and it was on a like it look oh, it wow. looks like a looks like a toilet paper roll. Okay, but yeah. it's same con exact same concept except instead of spinning it just rolls like that. It's pretty and wild. It's just long. It, it just it's, goes on forever. It's like it's like this long like that, and uh-huh. then it it the music is like that's uh around it that way, and you put a needle on oh. it, and it goes from left to right, same way that a, okay. a record player would. Kind of like a like they're a, very brittle like and a, they break all the time. What are those boxes that you just turn and spin? Uh, Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box. No, no, no. Like, like the ones that have like the little bumps on it, and it has like little prongs. Oh yeah, like, those like the do, do, the music do, 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 do. boxes from you know? Africa. I can't remember the name oh, of those yeah. things. I know I exactly know. what you're talking about, though. Yeah. yeah it's, anyway, it's kind of is it almost exactly like that. It's all like yay. There we go. Yeah, music. Box. It's just yeah. a music box. It's just a music box. Thank you. I mean that can all show, that stuff. Can you show me a picture of the Edison uh, uh, phonograph? Please do. Yeah. I've never heard of. it. I'm a, I'm I'm like I was really uh, excited to have you on because I'm a huge vinyl record buff and I not a buff or whatever I'm just a big fan yeah so I'm like just like did you know about this <laughs> dude ask me all the questions I'll try I mean like yeah but that's that was one of the know. things that uh, Edison doesn't get enough credit for. he invented the light bulb that's great but he also invented the fucking vinyl record yeah there you go Edison cylinder oh that's cool. And so, uh, how does that work? I'm still confused. All right, so go back to that that one right there. Oh, oh. so that's where you put that cylinder on, and then you have a uh, the needle uh, goes onto there, and then obviously there's no um, amplifiers at that time, so you just had the biggest uh, phonograph or what I don't know what you call it, like <laughs> yeah. microphone to to make a sound. That's wild. Sorry. There you go. The... Oh, go over the left a little bit more. Yeah, right there. That's wow. it. Those those cylinder records. Sorry 30, for those who can't see bucks. this, but. Yeah, I thought, th- I thought they were like worth something, but they're not. Yeah, <laughs> well, there's just yeah, there's no value in them. You can't listen to them anymore, right? I wonder what unless you have an Edison record. Actually, but... with any any sort of record, uh, uh, I love that trick. If you uh, have an any needle and then you just uh, uh, tape that to a piece of paper, make a cone out of it, you can just listen to it. Oh, really? Yeah, that's cool. Oh my, I'm telling you this Dude, for the first time I, too. I'm telling you, I know nothing about. Oh my god, <laughs> except for making them. I used to... um, like. <laughs> <laughs> I I I love it and like, but I'm, I'll show you that later. I've I don't know. Yeah. Is, is do you think there's like an optimal style of music that works? For, yeah, for dubstep for sure. Dubstep, <laughs> the worst. Not work um, all bass. <laughs> I do a lot of mega church records, and I do a lot. I've I've done some dubstep and heavy like where like a frequency range is you know huge. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's it's not good. It it, it crushes everything. But if you listen to like singer songwriter or like a four piece band where like it's kind of like in this frequency range, it's way cooler. And records that are produced to be put on records is are the coolest, right? Because you you literally track to fit in that frequency range, and you kind of like ideally like 
when the tracking process starts as like we're putting this on vinyl and that's going to be the intended you know medium to like listen to this those are the coolest right um but like i don't know like some music i just it doesn't feel right on vinyl like i'm not gonna go crank something because like you know that low end even putting it through a speaker and just blasting it it's gonna make the needle distort yeah that's you know true. it's literally gonna as you start to turn it up that needle is gonna start distorting off of the low end that's picking up um from the room and that's not from the vinyl itself but that low end that's just on the cusp of being too much for the vinyl is gonna go throughout this room it's gonna distort that needle and it's gonna sound like crap. Speaking wow. of skip, so. it, skip a needle, so, you know they they try to put a gyroscopic phonograph inside of a Buick. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I actually listened to. Uh, have you guys ever heard of Donut Media? I don't know that. No. They're they're a car channel, but they're really great. Oh no, I I know you're talking about. Yes, yeah, right. They're really great for like people who like kind of interested, but like you know need some like baby steps to walk into this. Uh, you know, my, me myself included. But like, uh, they, yeah, they did an episode that was talking about. Uh, uh yeah like crazy inventions in cars like just, just like where the 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 uh oh my god glove boxes it's like yeah. there's no glove box it was just it was a record player but it, it it would uh keep level to the earth because it had a gyroscopic like uh thing to keep it from skipping That's everywhere wild. The record, i know <laughs> the records are specific like they had to be specifically made for that too like wow. the uh the center hole was like a different size and that i think also the material had to be like i think they made them thicker so because the needle would um like was really aggressive because it had a spring pushing down on oh yeah plastic. that's true because you need the gravity yeah right so it needs extra force than just gravity to drag along uh you oh know my God, properly you a, 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 you a picture of this this is ridiculous i mean it's cool as shit just, uh, yeah <laughs> that's insane and yeah. flip the record Going to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool as shit. I've always, always wanted a jukebox, like a, like yeah. a real jukebox. The played 45s would be great. I don't, there's no, well, I think there are, but they're very expensive to get a jukebox that plays a 12-inch speaker. A 12-inch speaker, 12-inch 12 records. Inch. I'm sure it's out there. It's out there. It's got to be. But it's, you know, it's like way bigger, you know what I mean? You can't yeah. put that many in there because... Uh, <laughs> They don't. They don't really sell as many forty-five. Well, you would know more. Than me. Would they? I, I don't. They don't sell um, as many forty-fives as they as they used to. Yeah, I mean, those I, are the those are the singles on Spotify. Oh, yeah. Ninety-nine cents. Well, it's probably even cheaper than that. Like you can listen to the song. That's all you'd have. I was yeah. at a record store in Charleston a few weeks ago, and they which one? Um, Monster. No, it was called. Uh, I did hear about those guys though, but They're there was. Cool. Uh, it was a new one. I can't remember the name right now. I'm killing myself. Uh, but uh, uh, they had a bunch of forty-fives in there actually. Yeah, exactly. It was a cool. It, it was a really cool. Oh, you mean like like new stuff? Not new stuff. Oh, no. that's what oh, I'm trying oh, to say. Okay, I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, back in the day, yeah. that's what I said. Like they would do that like constantly, but nobody does that anymore. It's not. It's um, not worth the money. Not monster. A uh, gray cat. I've never heard of that. But I'll have they're to check they're that relatively out. new. They're like in the uh, uh, park something area of uh, of of Charleston, and uh, yeah, it was a really dope little spot. We found some like amazing like Atlanta rhythm section, a bunch of like really dope records. Back in the day, for like a dollar, it was yeah. amazing. The forty fives, though. They no, well, that. they they had forty fives, but I, we we didn't get any of those. Oh. We just got like the regular. Those are like even more expensive now. They're more rare because they don't last very long. They're like thin as shit. Yeah, yeah. they are. And like, I mean, a lot of record players, unless you have a little adapter, can't. Yeah, that's like true. I've always, I, I've like, and now I know what that little plastic circle is for, and everything yeah. like that. That's on a regular player and stuff. <laughs> I've, I'm so upset. I've, I've been collecting since I was like, uh, like eleven or twelve, but. 
Um, I'm jealous, honestly. I wish I would have gotten into it earlier. What are you talking about? Like, oh, you mean earlier, yeah. You know, I, I feel like... Because I, I showed up at this shop being like... You can make whatever record you want to now. I, to a degree. Not legally. Not legally, yes. <laughs> but yes, you can. Not legally. Um, make a thousand of them. The thing is, I can't do anything without a plate. So, like, you know... Those are really expensive. They're Those about... Di- yeah, the like... diamond one you were talking about. I think we pay, like, 250 a side, and we have, like... Deal, you know. Oh, I mean the, the machine. The oh, mach- the machine. The machine's very expensive. I mean, yeah. over a million bucks yeah. in that place right yeah, now. It's, it's insane. It's a, it's like people have asked us why why we haven't done vinyls or anything. It's just, it's just not cost effective right now for it's a fifty dollar record. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason why I did it for my band is because I've got TikTok and a bit of a following, so I knew that I could sell a hundred in the first week. Yeah. So you let's, know? let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. So what's that that experience been like? Uh, going viral on TikTok, yeah. Lad Bible po- reposted something that mm-hmm. you had done, and was it was it for your band that they were reposting, or just something? Just for vinyl records, I think in general. Um, I don't know why, but I don't think there was a lot of like plants like on TikTok. Like I'd never seen anything. I try to like look, and like a lot of the TikTok accounts that were on there were like, uh, you know, kind of collectors. They would they would share their collections. Like look how beautiful this record is, and you know, all this stuff, and it, they were getting a decent amount of, like, following from that kind of stuff, and I I, I didn't talk to, about it with my bosses at all. I was just like, I'm just going to take a video and on my own personal TikTok and see what happens. And uh, the first video, I posted it. I went to bed that night with, like, probably, like, 16 likes or something like that. Woke up the next morning, and my phone didn't stop for three days. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what what it was, but like it was just like I was honestly I got so stressed out. Yeah. I was like, "Fuck this! I don't want to be like you know." I was just kind of trying to share with my friends like how because I you know people ask me like how does a record work and it, it's really hard to explain. So I was trying to like show a video of like here's how we do it at our factory and here's how most factories do it. And um, I just had I mean probably like five hundred questions by the next morning. Asking, wow. a, like, and I was just like, I don't know what to do. I got to go to work. I can't, you know. And I got, you know, started making more videos, trying to explain more. And people just like it. Like, they like to see the process and they like to see um, the colors and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I haven't done one in a while because I've been, I, I've been building our second press. Um, and, uh yeah, I just finished it up this week, so I'm going to put out a video this Friday for the first time in a while. Oh, nice. And I'm excited about it, but, yeah. People love that. that so do you ever watch How It's Made? Yeah, I, of course. I, I love yeah. that show, right? My dad kind of looks like, um, what's his name? The red talking about? The red-headed guy? No, you mean, that's Mythbusters. That's Mythbusters. Oh, that's Mythbusters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. There's no people on no, no. How It's Made. That's why I yeah, like it so right. much. That, that's, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm glad that you They're said that. They're both educational people. Yeah, very show, educational. You know? I'm, I'm glad that you said that because no one likes that show other than you. What do you mean? Look, how, how It's Made. made. How It's Made. How's, I love How It's Made. I love it. I, I know the difference between the two now. Okay. Um, but yeah, I like them both. I think it's the pacing. Maybe it's just for people with ADHD because it's just like every three next seconds, it's like next thing, next step, next step. I'm like, I can yeah. follow this. I can follow this. It's yeah. Great. yeah. It's like that scene from Memento. It's like, he lost his memory, but he really loves watching commercials. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that. But yeah, that's why I like, and so all of my TikTok stuff is that. It was just like, just like how, to, how to make this stuff real quick. Yeah. Not, it's just quickly uh, done, but obviously it takes a long time to do. But 
that I love I love that like stuff. housework, car work. Yeah. I mean like anything that like I'm just like I don't know. It, it, that's what I'm I'm obsessed with. It's yeah. just how how did this thing come to you know the oh state God. it's in now, so, you know? So how so that's affected your ability to sell records with your band then. Yeah, of course. So Yeah, totally. I mean like TikTok is a powerful tool. Yeah. It like is. if you use it right, like I mean, uh, I've tracked with a guy named Shane Malone, who's uh, big on TikTok. Um, Matilda, uh, their they their project, uh, Leo Sun, like they just kind of like have <laughs> overshared on TikTok and just been funny and like you know just like talked about anything, and the band goes up from just like their personal life. Wow! And that's I think that's like the key thing. It's like don't take this shit seriously. Like, I mean, take your craft seriously, do whatever you want, but like, life is not serious. Yeah. And life is just like, we're all figuring this out. Like, and if somebody can relate to you as a person, they're going to relate to your music more. Right. Um, so like, I don't know, um, sharing just that part of my life. And then when, when we did the Bobby Kid record, I brought the whole band into the factory on the weekend and which we don't really operate on the weekend. And I was just like, okay, we have four members in the band. Everyone pick your own colors and you guys are going to help me make it. And so like at the end, we had a vinyl variant for each member, which was really cool. It kind of just brought like, I don't know. I was able to take videos of the, the band in the factory and just like doing their thing, packing records. Like, you know, I don't know. It kind of brought like my life to the vinyl life. And it was cool, you know. So you did that on your personal page or the band's page? I just did that on my TikTok. On your, on your, on your, like, on your band. You know, hey, this TikTok. is my my wife's band, and um, you know, this this is what we're doing. We're all gonna make records together, and wow. just kind of like showed each variant throughout the whole thing, and it was pretty. I mean, I I sold like over a hundred records in the first week. Wow. Um, which you know we're not a huge band, you know, um, but I think people just liked. The colors and I, I what I would suggest to people who want to get vinyl made um don't go for the black record um I would the black record's going to sound the best but it's not going to sound as good as a CD if you want something that's going to sound good go make some CDs <laughs> like yeah. um go make something that's going to capture somebody at the record store like if they walk up I think it's even cooler if you if your jacket can kind of show inside to the record itself and make a vinyl collector fall in love with your band because of the vinyl, not the other way around. Um, and just be like, you know, oh, this is amazing. This thing glows in the dark. This thing looks like, you know, yeah, never, insane. Glow, do glow in the dark. They sound like shit. Yeah. <laughs> they sound terrible. Is that, then that makes more sense. And I'm like, they, they had different colored plastic way back in the 50s as they didn't realize that they could do that with, uh, uh, or try doing that with records then. Yeah. They, that was the only medium, so it was like, oh, this sounds like shit. No one's gonna listen to this, right? Is that what probably what? That's happened? probably what happens. They're like, well, we can't put this on radio play or whatever. This is only a novelty. Why would we do this? Huh. But now records are totally a hundred percent novelty. Yeah. We have better ways of listening to music now. Yeah, that's true. So it's just like embrace that. Make it the cool part about it. Um, like the glow in the dark records, they have like phosphate flakes yeah it. so it's literally like little pieces of salt in your vinyl so like this needle's just going yeah it sounds <laughs> like this terrible. and it sounds like 
not great, but like, whatever. <laughs> like, it glows in the fucking dark. Like, we're gonna take cool. it in the bathroom and be like, whoa. But, um. So that that, that's, that kind of that kind of makes total sense of why, uh, like, the resurgence resurgence of vinyl then because it's serving a different purpose now. Yeah, it's not the same purpose that it served, you know, forty years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, right? It's a piece of art now. You know exactly. What, you know, like I, people put it on their wall. They some people don't even buy records and listen to it. Yeah, they don't even like, open it. Yeah. And that's cool with me. Like, I'm not mad about it. I like, hate that. Whatever you do, whatever. Do yeah, I don't like that. Uh, people put the, put the like 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 the vinyl, uh, not the vinyl itself, but like the 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 record, like the cover on the wall. Sleeve. Yeah, that shit drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always wanted to have a, a like a, a printed record that is a pizza. Printed record that is the shape of a pizza. Well, I mean. A, Pizza is always going to be a circle. Oh, right. You mean like not? Well, no, I'm sorry. Slice. A record's always going to be a circle. I mean, like, I want, a record I want... does not have to be a circle. What? What do you mean? I mean, the grooves have to be a circle. Oh, okay. But well, you can have like different shapes. Yeah, totally. I didn't know that. Yeah, so like a lot of those sense. lathe cut guys will do like something that's like 12 inches in length, but put a seven inch on it. Oh, so like then you um, do whatever you want to. On then the you do side. whatever on the oh, excess. Oh, you can't play it. No, like, you can't. Play okay, it. okay. Right, right. But you could make a pizza shaped record. Yeah, I just wanted it to be pizza. But yeah. Like a whole pizza pie. Yeah, and the best okay. part about it. Oh, a, yeah, well, I guess a pizza. I was thinking of a yeah. slice of pizza. That's what oh, I was I'm sorry, too. sorry. No, no, a whole, a whole, a whole pie. <laughs> yeah, the whole, whole pie. pie. And then yeah. the, the, the B-side is crust. Yeah. I fucking love that. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> so great, right? Yeah. Let's, let's talk. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do it, but obviously you do. Um, so um, I want to kind of get into some of the bands that you're playing in. And, and uh, uh, so you have... God damn it, Gene. This handwriting is atrocious. I can't remember the names. What are the, what are the names? You're good. Bobby, uh, Kidd, right? Bobby Kidd is my wife's Bobby band. Bobby Kidd, okay. Um, we, when I met my wife, when we were dating, like, um, I didn't know she sang at all kind of thing. Um, she played in church when she was growing up and uh, wrote a song, you know, about a year into us dating and then played it for me. And was like, You're incredible like kind of thing she made me like face a wall um well wow. yeah it was kind of funny she she went to the other side of the apartment and she made me sit in the corner and face a wall um so that she wouldn't be embarrassed oh i thought play. i thought you faced a wall because it moved you so much you were crying she, you didn't want i mean to yes see. yes too <laughs> yes too but, right, but um, even literally okay right <laughs> yeah but she literally was like go over there and pretend like i'm not here Just pretend like you're listening to a speaker um, and then eventually we started growing out into a full band thing when she moved to Jacksonville uh, with my buddy Taylor. And then we added my buddy Phil into the band. And then we started playing some shows. Um, I played before that. Um, my band in high school was called the Nixon Tapes. Nice. Um, it was short-lived, but like fun. Um, you guys just like putting all the dialogue to like music? Because that would be weird. We're just trying to be like... <laughs> edgy i think yeah uh, it was like kind of like emo punk stuff um and then i played in like a bunch of bands like in that guitar center era when i was working there like i played with izzy's band which was Mudtown, town is uh, hillbilly punk nice um and it's like what they described it i played in a couple americana bands i played in some i played in dog apollo for a tiny bit um and just kind of jumped around. And now I'm playing in uh, my best buddy Taylor's band, uh, Teal Peel. Um, uh, Bobby Kid, Philadelphia, which is Bill's band. 
Um, <laughs> sure, okay. that's not trademark. Okay, so. y'all. <laughs> if you guys haven't met Phil, he's one of the funniest people you ever met. Really? Meet. Um, but uh, he's an incredible mu- musician. I'm trying to push that band to the front now. Like I'm trying to be like, Phil, let's go play some shows. Come on. Yeah. Because um, he's really, really killer. Um, and yeah, I'm just... Just trying to like make music with my friends. Like I'm, I'm not really trying to do much else. I'm just trying to make music that makes me feel good, and, uh, you know, and with people I enjoy. Cause like, otherwise it's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> like you know. Totally. So totally. To me at least. No, for sure. Yeah. For, I mean that that's that's gonna be like the first thing that that, that kind of makes sense is the uh, the personalities have to all mesh. You know. Right. Otherwise, there's just no way you can keep it going. Yeah. And I, 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 music is so like emotional to me that if I'm doing it with somebody I don't like, it feels wrong. Like, I don't know why. Yeah. But, I feel yeah, you. Yeah. You know, I mean, even pressing people's records that I'm like, I don't like, like what they're saying, you know, like, yeah, I don't like what's going on in this, you know, it sucks. Like, I don't like doing that. Like, it's such an emotional thing. I wish I could like put up a wall there because I want to be in this industry. But like some of it just sucks. Yeah. And but when it rocks, it rocks, you know. And I it really does like move me in a different way. So you ever um, think about starting up like your own like pressing company and then just like picking and choosing who you work with? Totally. I mean, like I would I would totally do something like that. But um, I I feel bad, you know, picking and choosing sometimes. But like. Some of the music is I, we've had music come through VRP that's just like straight up hateful. So it's really? like I would deny all that shit immediately. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy. It's like anybody can make music, and sometimes you have to remember that and that like even shitty people can make music too. And yeah. like Dave uh, Matthews, yeah. <laughs> <Dave> Matthews. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't keep know. Bagging him on for some reason. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna show up here one day. He's gonna be pretty angry. That'd be dope. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Has he ever played Jacksonville before? I'm I don't sure. know. Okay. I'm sure. Well, sorry. Keep going. Sorry. But yeah, I, I don't know. know. I would love to do that. I don't want to take out a million dollar loan to start a record factory. Um, so I don't know what I'll do one yeah. day. Um, but I really enjoy where I'm at now. I like my bosses. I like the people I work with. They're cool with me like kind of running the ship right now and i'm really enjoying it and maybe five years down the line where i'm like okay i fully got this maybe my mind will change but um yeah i just like enjoy you know meeting people and playing music when i can and i don't know just do it for the fun of it oh yeah man oh yeah well uh i guess we can go on to unpopular opinions yeah good segue yeah i'm finding out that i'm like too agreeable like because i could not find barely anything you're not getting off on this one bro we've had, we've, we've i'm had trying several, we've had several guests that have been like i, just, I don't know i don't disagree with anybody or anything that's that's not true well, why don't like, you guys start first oh so well, that that's I how it works we, i go what he go for, he goes i go then then you'll go it's okay not, it's not true it's, but you always guess is always last that's yeah. not true guess is always last mine's too silly but well, yeah go ahead because you're uh, say the best for last, right? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, am I first? Yeah. Okay. All right. Just wait for you to look at me. Uh, 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 my unpopular opinion today is that uh, Seinfeld is the funniest sitcom. It's yeah, the best I don't, sitcom. I don't agree with that one. of all time. 
for sure not unpopular <laughs> though, right? What? That's yeah, and I was thinking about that today. I was like, I've seen it as unpopular. I, like that that was kind of actually uh, my backup uh, unpopular opinion was <laughs> that. Uh, vinyl records sound like shit compared to CDs. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the first that's one better I wrote down, too. So, that, I don't want to go with that. But it's not I really a, an opinion, it's a fact. Yeah, yeah. It is, it's just a fact. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick to this. Uh, yeah. yeah, Seinfeld Seinfeld's the funniest thing going on. Okay, on. well, it's not really unpopular, though. So. What do you want me to do, man? Well, I thought you hated it. I love Seinfeld. Oh, no, wait, about? no, that's my girlfriend. She doesn't like it. I don't like right. Seinfeld. You don't like Seinfeld? Mm. So, yeah, a lot of people don't yeah, like Seinfeld. Yeah, I don't Seinfeld. like Seinfeld. I like Seinfeld. I don't like Friends. I don't like anything like Friends that. I mean, Friends too. sucks ass. Yeah. Friends, friends sucks ass. Oh. Friends, Fuck Friends. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. yeah. Fuck Friends, dude. I hate uh, that show so it's, bad. It's a fucked up show. No. I don't like, I don't it. like it. Yeah, I did just mix up my, my girlfriend <laughs> Anton, which my girlfriend's watching. It happens. She'd be like, well, that's because you fucking hang out with him more than you hang out with me. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's that make you feel? You should be flattered, man. I am. I feel yeah. fine about it. He's I'm blushing totally comfortable right now. with that, actually. And I think it's true. I don't and think it's healthy. Well, you know, <laughs> we can talk about that later. But all right, that's my opinion. Uh, Billy it. and I are gonna start going to couples therapy next week. We've, oh, we've decided. Make it weird. The same. We got to <laughs> do something Damn. about this because things are just getting a little uncomfortable. It wasn't that I'm I mixed. I didn't mix them up. By the way, it was more of that. I thought you thought the same thing too because I didn't mix up that. And this kid. is why we're going to therapy. Shut next week. up, dude. <laughs> we're not going anywhere. Go to therapy together. You come over to my house, and then I'll see you at a show. Like, you're not doing anything. I'll bring right. therapists with me. Then is what we'll do. At the show? Yeah, at the show. And then, yeah, they'll be part of the show. We'll work it in. Okay, we'll have cool. A little therapy session on on stage. I think. I think that'll be like therapeutic for everyone. Yeah, I think. Yeah. It'll be, I think so too. I think people will get a kick out of it. No one's ever done it before. That's for sure. I think it'll be scarring. Yeah. <laughs> for you, maybe I'm yeah. gonna get a kick out of it. Uh, okay, so that wasn't unpopular. Uh, my unpopular <laughs> opinion is. Um, <laughs> That uh, talk, talk to text is not efficient. Yeah, I agree. It, <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 wait. No, but let's go back to mine. And then let's let's have uh, anybody ever have an opinion about talk to text. And they were like, I'm 100% satisfied. But you know it. what? Everyone send that to Apple. But everyone uses it, though. That's a problem. Yeah. So stop fucking using now, it. Now, that's a better opinion. Is, it's, is, is everybody should stop using it's it. It's quite literally the well, most. Well, how's it going to get better? It doesn't need to get better. Just text. That I works agree. fine. You know what, what if I mean? you're driving? Yeah. It's like, then you don't shouldn't be do doing talk to text anyways. If you use talk to text while you're driving, you're going to have to look down at it, make sure it's correct. No. Yeah. Which it takes more effort. I can write with my thumbs without looking at my phone. Totally. Yeah. Uh, that's the first thing that's wrong with it is that it's not efficient. The second thing <laughs> Sorry, that's really... Sorry, we're ganging up. On no, not at all. I guess it is on five yeah. the, se- the second reason why this is terrible is because nobody wants to hear what you're saying in your text message. When people are sitting there on their phones, like in public or like whatever, like you're waiting in the waiting room somewhere. There's like, oh, um, I can't be there at 9 a.m. to pick up uh, a Carl. And then you got to go. Oh, I, said I can't be there at 9 a.m. Yep. to pick up. Carl. It's like, for fuck's sake, just text it. So what, what, what you could have gotten it done already. My question is, if like the happy medium to this is like, why don't we just send like little short voice memos? Like Those, it's an option. That's fine. But everyone thinks it's weird when I send somebody a voicemail. I, I don't because I can't. Hey. Yeah. You can't do it quietly. That's the whole point of text is you can you can send it and you can just you know, have to be in a conversation. The other is why talk text sucks. I don't have fucking time to listen to your fucking voice text or whatever it is. It's probably quicker than reading it though most of the time. And Not also you me. can convey tone. Yeah, that too. That is context. a huge thing. If if you're like, no, I'm not coming coming tonight. Period, could be taken. A million different ways. 
That's true. But you know say, what I mean? Like, but, yeah. oh, no, I'm not coming tonight. Sorry. Versus, no, I'm not coming tonight. Sorry. Period. Like, are you mad at me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't send emoticons that way, so that's out. I'm done. Well, why don't you just say happy face emoji? And yeah. <laughs> you could just say that. You haven't seen that movie, Frank, yet, have you? I don't know. It's a movie. It's a movie about this guy that wears this giant paper mache hat. Uh, sorry, like head. It looks like a cartoon character's head that they uh, film a movie with, and he has like some sort of like weird anxiety disorder where he has to wear a head all the time. Uh, but it's hilarious because they can't tell what his emotions are under his thing when he's talking, and so they ask him like, "I can't really tell what you're doing right now. So could you tell me what your emotion is?" Like you would say something like, "Oh, endearing smile." <laughs> Yeah, Frank. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yes, I yeah. love that movie. Anybody who's a musician Man, that looks recording crazy. an album, recording an album, watch that fucking movie. It's amazing. You would love that movie. Frank, really? Yeah. I'll have to check it out. It's on Netflix. That was another thing where I just realized to myself, I'm like, you know, you said you'd, you've seen that movie before, and you know who has? Carrie. My girlfriend. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> Twice in one episode, dude. Oh, That's pretty man. crazy. We see each other a lot. That's so cool. And yeah. you had to move closer to me and everything, too. Well, ridiculous. Anton kind of like look like their girlfriend, or oh no, no. What color? Like, what color like, is her hair? I do like brunettes a lot, though. That's I was about it. I, I didn't know. But it was a but blue eyes, though. I can put some contacts in for you. Oh, whatever. And then yeah, it <laughs> might work. <laughs> it might work. Don't you know? Don't do so that. Don't knock it till you try it. Um. Okay, <laughs> Brian. What's your unpopular? Oh yeah, sorry. Oh man. Okay, the only one I can come up with is that. Orange juice is better with more pulp. Ugh, I'm, a pulp I'm a pulp guy. I'm a pulp guy. I'm a pulp guy. I want it clumpy. Ugh. I want to go. I want to go. Plunk, 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 At plunk, what point plunk. do you just, come out of the cup? just eat an orange? Yeah, yeah, for real. Not well. How many oranges would you have to eat to get that much pulp? That's, a lot. Yeah, that's true. You, you take one bite out of an orange, you just get all pulp if you want. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. One bite. <laughs> 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 yeah, I just want. Yeah, have they made orange juice yet? That's just 100 percent pulp. Just a bottle of pulp. We just we just we just put put an orange through a grater. No man, just, like, that's yeah. the best part. Is it's just it's just a carton of oranges. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm yeah. actually on your side. I more more pulp, more better. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Well, I guess there's a limit to that. I don't know if if I'm like 100 percent with with you on that, but like put some pulp in there. Put some pulp in there. We don't need any pulp in that. Put some huh? pulp in no, there. It's, it's it's called juice, right? Yeah. Name any other style of juice that you want just clumps of shit in there. None of them. Only None of orange them. juice. Only orange. That's why I don't get it. And the yeah. first time the first time I had orange juice, I had pulp in it. I was like, what is happening right now? Why? Yeah. They Delicious. fucked up. This is wrong. They fucked this up. I want I want to chew on it. You want to chew on it a little bit? Yes. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm thinking about like apple juice with pulp. Gross. That'd be weird. That'd be weird. Yeah. But they don't really. Have- have pulp. It's How about grape apple. juice with, yeah. with pulp? Yeah, 100% put pulp, pulp. in there. Yeah, Ew. pulp and the grape juice yeah, is yeah, great. Yeah. Maybe you guys are onto something with that. Yeah. Like uh, Natalie's. Uh, What's that? It's in the Publix. It's a premium on. <laughs> You're what's you hate pulp. Here we are. Yeah, it's just 100% pulp. Yeah. Yeah. 100% pulp. Uh, 100% pulp. That's, that's all really, I want. That's yeah. a good band. Um, dude, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is really hard. Are we to starting a band right now? No. Yeah. <laughs> I had just like a long list of pulp. band names and stuff. Hundred percent pulp is a great fucking band name. Yeah, that's got to be a band name. Look that up as a band name. Jeans on it. Hundred percent pulp and then just band. Yeah. I don't know. If yeah. You, if you know how to use. Google, if it's not taken, I'm taking it. You're taking so. it. You're yeah. Right. It could just be a, we're real hard to digest. Dude, I have a bad uh, orange orange not juice. Not pulp the band. Like, yeah, pulp is cool. 
That's a, that's an actual famous band, but yeah, hundred percent pulled, right? Hundred percent pulled. It's Nothing fucking open. Can that's you a use a, pr- a print percentage sign? Yeah, yeah. Use a percentage sign. Make it impossible to, uh, to trademark. Hey, a hundred percent pulp band. No, it's just pulp. Nah, dude, we're good. The Guardians got it locked down, guys. <laughs> they're like they're like forty percent pulp. That band, I'd say. Yeah, that band has my band's no hundred percent pulp. Anyways, yeah, it's a terrible, uh, not terrible. It's a good unpopular opinion because it is unpopular. Thank pulp you. Is terrible. Well, I disagree. But yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Um, I drink about a bottle of orange juice every two days. Do you really? It's kind of a problem. Yeah, that was, is that good for you at that point? Uh, no, and it's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going broke. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't like yeah, orange, orange juice, juice addiction. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, I've never, you know, I spend more orange juice than alcohol, anything. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it's kind of a problem. Because I, I get the premium stuff, too. Oh, man. And, they, and the premium stuff, they don't put them in big bottles. Put them in this tiny Small little bottle bottles. for like six dollars. And bottle. you get the extra pulp too, so you're drinking it quicker because there's not yeah. as much juice in there. Yeah, it's mostly pulp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not 100. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what the number one ingredient in Diet Mountain Dew is? Pulp. Orange juice. Is it? Yeah. That's I like, love Mountain Dew. You like DMD? That's probably why. Yeah. 100. Yeah. I don't just, like DMD. Diet Mountain Dew. Yeah. That's all Billy drinks. I, I like I like regular Mountain Dew. I do too, but like I drink more of that. I would be like. Fucking four hundred pounds. Yeah, I uh, I don't like Baja Blast. Yeah, concentrate. It's water concentrated orange juice. Wow. Yeah, that explains wow. so much. It's delicious. I love Mountain Dew. It's like one of the only sodas I like. Well, yeah, that's cheaper than orange juice when you go that route. Yeah, at Publix you could buy one and get one. All that the time. that is true. But I I'm pretty sure I haven't had a cold in a while because of orange juice. I think it's the only thing keeping me alive vitamin now. C is keeping you going. Yeah, it's so much vitamin C that, like, if I took it away from my body, I'm pretty sure I just. That's why I never away. got COVID. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Straight up, I didn't get COVID either. Oh my god, that's uh, the fucking secret. Orange juice. I've had it twice. No, I'm just kidding. So get back. Maybe I should drink more orange juice. <laughs> more pulp. More pulp. Orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Brian, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Dude, it's anytime. It's been a lot of fun. Great. I'm Hell glad yeah. we were able to talk some, and you know to know you guys you guys are cool thanks man yeah, yeah you're, you you're too, a cool dude. guy too thank you i didn't even know you worked at guitar center together it's fucking insane dude uh, it was like two months yeah and i was in the back you were in the front yeah hard to tell and i you hated know, my but wife. I, I am a pretty good power bottom though i will say yeah yeah you said back front you know i, mean, mm, I was trying I, to, I wasn't sure where you're going i was trying one. to make a joke anyways <laughs> we'll see you guys next time thank you so much for tuning in good lord peace <laughs>